It is sunny outside. We are smiling. We are here for this episode 231, and it will be a joy. <laughs> you wanted me to say I fun. Did, I so did. Much. How you doing, Suze? Real good, Sarah. How are you? I'm feeling fine. Are you? I've been listening to some books on tape like crazy. Our book club book of the month, uh, The Butterfly Garden. I've now read the second and the third one, and I, woo, nothing like a good book. I saw, I think it was a tweet or something where someone said, does a book on tape count as reading? Oh, good question. What do you think? Um, in a different way. You know, I don't think you can get some of the benefits from reading. Like, I think reading really helps expand your vocabulary when you can look at the word and then, Mm. um, like, you know, learn a new way because it kind of, you see it, you see the context it's in. But, um, sometimes like for me who I spend a lot of time in the car. Yeah. So it's such a great option. Yeah. It feels like, and you know, a lot of books I I read are kind of like brainy books. Mm -hmm. So it feels like I'm you know, in a time where I could just be listening to music or not doing anything to rev up the old noodle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This Instead is stimulating. For that. Stimulate that. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on books on tape, but um, if I were in the car as much yeah. as you, I Because then it's sure. like, what do you, how many times can I listen to Maroon 5's new song? <laughs> I mean, I already listened to it like a 10 lot. times on repeat. What is it? What song oh, is this? Oh, it's the... Um, Cause girls like you come up, girls like me. Wow. Na, 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 na. Never heard of oh, it. Oh, it's so good. Yes. And it has all these really badass chicks featured in the video where they're like dancing and singing around that. them. Yeah. And it's like Tracy Ellis Ross and um, uh, Millie Brown. Yeah. And look at me getting all these names right. I, I know. Well. <laughs> Cardi B sings the. Like, maybe you could sing that at our upcoming oh, Brain that's, Candy. Oh, that's kind of a hard one. Hit those Maroon 5 <laughs> notes. We have a Brain Candy karaoke meet Woo! up if you're in southern california please join us on july 20th from oh 6 30 to 10 at astro karaoke in torrance that seems like the perfect name of a karaoke place for us to go to <laughs> let me write this in my calendar right now it's gonna be rain really candy karaoke we have people flying in oh my god which i warned them is not worth it I'm like, mm. we are not that much fun. We don't know what else they've done in their life. Maybe <laughs> this is going to be the most exciting. I don't know. But I think it's fun, and I really look forward to meeting all the brainiacs. What, what's, the, what's the spelling on karaoke? It's K-A-R-A-O-K-E. O-K-E. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So get those songs picked. Yeah. Maybe it'll be Maroon 5. Maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. We Our specialty, as you might re- mm-hmm. recall, is... It's raining men. Mm-hmm. I think that will be on the oh, yeah. Playlist. I I feel like we got to put that one like three deep though. We can't just go out with their number. No- Nobody lead opens with, it. with their number one song. <laughs> That's our encore. Hello. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yes, oh, man. Yes, that's going to be fun. So if you're in the area, please do come. And you can email Dahlia, D-A-H-L-I-A, at thebraincandypodcast.com and RSVP, just so we know it's free, but we just need to know how many people do that. Are, we bring you free events, people. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, we we were talking recently about how we were not invited to the 
um, throwdown events yeah. for the challengers. Yeah. We are banned. We yeah. I don't want to go, but right. Sarah does, and she I can is play banned. A mean game of volleyball, people. Yes, bump set spike over here wants to play. <laughs> Nobody will let her, and it's for charity. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Nobody will let her. Um, okay, are you ready to get into brainy stuff, dude? I was born ready for brainy stuff. Uh, let me see where I want to start. Okay. Ooh. Mm. It's so hard to choose. I was reading about the history of counting. (laughs) Oh, do we need a little... Where's our history music? Okay, here we go. Uh Mm. Have you ever wondered... I have. ...where numbers came from? Actually, Suze, I have. (laughs) It's quite complicated. Hold on. It's a really complicated scenario, so much so that I have a, I see, like, I've talked about things later in uh-huh. my notes, which means I've <laughs> skipped this. And I think it's just because some of it doesn't make sense to me, like, mm. which is probably because it's hard for historians to know. I always find that, like, when they don't really know what they're talking right. about, it's hard to learn the information. That's true. So was there a time where there was a switch where we all of a sudden, I mean, we know, I, I'm familiar there was with like, Roman numerals and... So different parts of the world, they did different things. Mm-hmm. And so like in, it was d- dependent upon what types of items were around you. If you lived oh. in Asia, then you tend to count based on grain, like the oh, number yeah. of grains that you might find that would be that, would be the marker and the word that they would use. So and like- it, I heard that there's a different, like you know how we count in fives and tens? Yeah. That they're, they count in like different bundles. Yeah. It's called base, like base 10 is what we use. Yeah. But there's a base 60. Okay. Some cultures do. I don't have that many fingers. Right. Ours seems the most logical. Just because of five fingers, five toes. But then almost, is that a crutch? Because now you're (laughs) learning based on the number of digits you have, not based on something that is a little more, I don't know, abstract that you can kind of. Well, the Babylonians Learn. used base 60, and we see remnants of that in our, oh, the hour yeah, uh, totally. and min- minutes in oh. an hour. And then 360 degrees is based on that. Okay. It kind of gives me goosebumps. Why? Because it feels like, like that feels like the math of the universe. Totally. 10 and 5, that doesn't, I don't know. That's fingers and toes. fingers and toes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, might as well just use to- teeth, you know? Forget it. Yeah. But the, when they when it's like hours and minutes and all that stuff lines up and degrees and like the math, it, it feels like pyramid shit. Yeah. I'm any Into it. Anytime that it involves like the a- areas outside of the earth, like the moon, the stars, uh-huh, other uh-huh, uh-huh. things, then it seems more legit. Yeah, totally. For universal, yeah, if you right. will. <laughs> um, it was talking about how in Mesopotamia, they didn't have the concept of zero. The idea of nothing is an advanced uh, concept. So the number is 50, 5.03, 53, and 503 all were written the same. So context was critical. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that would make sense. So if you were talking about, say, grains of rice, you wouldn't be talking about 5.03. You'd be talking about like 503. 503. Yeah. Wow. But whoever thought of that, that the idea of zero was complicated. But I guess if you were explaining it to a kid, what's nothing? Right. What's the absence of something? If I have like five apples, then I take five apples away from you. How many apples do you have? Right. No apples. Yeah, seems but that's like... like <laughs> so you're saying it seems obvious. It seems obvious to me. <laughs> um, but and, then maybe it's like more philosophical than that, where they're like, well, really, you do have something. 
Right. You have your health. (laughs) It was the friends you made along the way. The sun is shining. (laughs) Um, And then they talked about how Egyptians used hieroglyphics for to represent powers of 10. So Oh, there's a 10. One thing. was like a stick, mm-hmm. which is what we use still. Well, oh, know, yeah. A stick. Totally. Um and 10 was a heel bone. Question, is yeah. 2 a duck? Why? Because I feel like it kind of looks like the neck of a goose, oh. like maybe we kind of adapted it from That would have been cool. That would have been really cool. Right, a swan. And 8 something. is a snowman. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 10 was a heel bone. 100 was a scroll. A heel bone. That feels very difficult to draw. And like, (laughs) it would just look like a rock. (laughs) Right. How did they know it was a heel? Right. Uh, And then 1,000 was a lotus. Oh, that's pretty. And for some cultures, it was, they, instead of having numbers, it was just one, two, and many. (laughs) (laughs) I'm for that. This is tiring. (laughs) I'm down for that kind of numbering. One, two, and... Fucking, I don't know, some other number that's like bigger than that. It was a lot. Is it because you consider yourself a verbal person more than like a numbers person? Ooh. I don't know. I I would say I'm more of a visual person than verbal or numbers. But, you know, because I I have that, you know, crazy color thing. Yeah. So it's more of like a visual representation of what the numbers are than like verbal or a symbol. Right. Like, I, or, yeah, it's kind of confusing. I hear what you're saying, though. Rather than being math or... Or language. Yeah. It's other. Picture. Picture. Yeah. (laughs) But they said this thing in the article that, you know how when you'll see something in the article and they'll act like it just makes perfect sense? Right. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. We've run into that a few times. (laughs) It said, they know that numbers came after words because... And this was their evidence. Uh-huh. I can't wait. <laughs> because for the number two, we have lots of words. Duo, okay. pair, yeah. couple. How does that make wait, sense? Wait, 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 okay. wait, Yeah. So we know that numbers, numbers came after language. language because we have multiple. Okay. Right? <laughs> so. Hold on. This just in, we're still confused about numbers. <laughs> this okay. just in, this makes no sense. I think it's because if numbers came first, then we would call it. Oh, we still do. It makes the. They were just like, yep, anyway, moving yeah, on. Yeah, I need you to they explain that one it. because maybe a listener out there can, like, you know, I don't know, DM the brain candy a really long For explanation sure. of this because it's one of those things, you know, that, that riddle, um, brothers and sisters, I have none, but that man's father is my father's son, yeah. where it's like, you can get it, it's easy, but you need to be like, wait, 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 hang on a sec. Okay, Slow that down. guy, her father, and then you're like, oh, okay, got it. His, but you know, so I think it's one of those. What's where the you answer like, that it's me or something? No, it's so. <laughs> Forget. If you have no brothers and sisters, that man's father is my father's son, so it's his son. So it's it's his son in the corner, and the guy who answers the door is the dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> this just. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna do a lot of this. This just in. It's his son. Riddle salt. <laughs> Oh, God, I love it. Oh, I love your bra you got going on under there. Thank 
you, Sarah. I wish that that could be a great segue oh, for but something. It, that's I was looking at that. That's cute. It's brand new. Yeah, I like I'll it. talk about it okay. on another episode. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I'll just talk about my shoes, which are Rockies. <gasps> Dude, I love them. I'm so obsessed. They're my favorite. I mean, let me you give you know the highlights. When Sarah's barking about something. Here's the highlights. Yeah. Most comfortable shoe I've ever worn. Yeah. Made from recycled plastic bottles. <laughs> a million different cute colors to choose from. Machine washable. Right. There you go. What else more? Do, what do you need? Right. That's if it. you're, a, especially like working women that have to do that thing where I they wear, wear like the sneakers yes. and then they have to bring their heels. You Come don't have on. to do that. Forget it. It's a great work shoe or a great looking cute shoe, but want to be comfortable. Like if you're going to the museum or the mall or anywhere you're going to walk yes, a lot. these cute little ballet flats, some loafers, pointed toe. It's an everyday flat for life on the go. Stylish, classic, comfortable. You know how we love, you know, our loafers and flats. They're just so cute. Lots of colors and patterns, as Sarah said. And they really can be thrown in the washer. Yes. And after you do it, they come out looking like new, smelling right. like new, more importantly. Uh, we love Rothy's. We know you will too. And right now, Rothy's has... Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners. Use code BRAINCANDY to get free shipping, no minimum, free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoe. And trust me, you won't return them. Go to rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and enter BRAINCANDY to get your cute shoes and free shipping. No brainer, shoes that are comfortable, stylish and sustainable and free shipping. Get yourself a pair today, rothys.com. Promo code BRAINCANDY to get this deal while it lasts. You got the red, yeah, uh, pointy. Pointy toed. Flats. Yeah, the point. I got I the flat. But I'm going to get the pink ones too because they're light enough. And usually I never buy light shoes, but I'm like, heck, if I can Great wash them. Great for packing it on, then, as well. And they fit flat. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we got a lot of news there on that one. Um, so <clears throat> did you hear about the uh, awesome success of Ocean's 8? I didn't know if it was successful. It, it makes me so happy. I was reading all these articles that was like, oh, wait. Oh, I'm going to need you to do a news report. Oh. <laughs> this just in, women at the box office are not poison. Oh, right. I know. If Wonder Woman wasn't evidence enough. Right. And there were some others that I'm forgetting now that did so well. So, what are the, like, what are they saying? So it opened, it's opening weekend. I, I went and saw another movie it was up against last weekend. And so I was just interested, like, oh, what are the, like, box office... So they pulled in forty one point three million, and That's a lot. It this doesn't count for inflation, but Ocean's Eleven opened with thirty eight million. Wow. Opens Ocean's 11, 12, 39.2, and Ocean's thirteen thirty six point one. I'm shocked. So Ocean's Eight swooping in the big numbers too. Wow. Do you think it's like a date night movie or? I think. Uh, you know, I think well, women are going to the movies. Yeah. And I think they, you know, like you said, with Wonder Woman and all these things, they realize like, oh, dang. I'm there so pleased. Is a, That's a great. big audience here. And I really want to see it. I'm really excited about Why? seeing it. Why? Because I just love, love everybody in it. Yeah. Oh, Sandra Bullock. Hello. I always say that she you and I, I think, I think that we would be good friends in real life. Uh-huh. But it's like, you know. Everybody she's thinks a that. <laughs> right. She's so adorable. I do love Kate Blanchett. And her, oh, her yes. Suits. And Rihanna. Right. And Mindy Kaling. I mean, everybody's good. Yeah, there's really no duds in that group. No. Okay. Well, that's exciting news and good for ladies. Yeah, I really liked that. Um, did you read about the man that spent two years planting flowers for his blind wife? Hmm. So she could smell them? Yeah. 
And this is cute little, I think they're Japanese, cute little Japanese couple. And she went blind and she was depressed. And so he spent two years planting like a gazillion purple pretty flowers because she liked the smell of them. And now she's happy every day. That's great. I mean. See, I think that's one of those messages that shows it really is the little things. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of like a big thing, but it's something that we kind of take for granted every single day. Well, and I'm sure it's not the flowers making her happy. It's yeah, knowing how loved she is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because, that's I mean, that's like something Adam would do. To- I was just going to say, <laughs> what do you think is the most like romantic thing like somebody's done? Yeah. I mean, that's a real like that, love like, language where yeah. someone knows that you're sad and simply <sighs> wants to solve that problem. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. And like just seeing how happy. And what is it about cute old Asian couples oh where God, you're like, adorable. you're the best thing yeah. ever. Yeah. And so it's it's a uh, on board panda and there's a cute video and they're adorable and and now it's become like a place where kids go on field trips and stuff because oh there's God, so cool. many flowers. That's it's lovely. Like huge hills of purple flowers. Mm-hmm. Well, our husbands are the worst. Oh my God! Where Get are my out of flowers? Here. <laughs> um, He's busy busy editing brain candy photos so he can't plant flowers. Now, uh, contrastly, here's Uh-oh. a weird story. Uh oh. So there was an incident at a Little League game recently, and I don't know where, somewhere in the U.S., where a woman was driving a car intentionally to onto a baseball field where kids were playing. Like, like fast? I think she was mad about some, this, one of the people there, and she was like, oh, good, my trying God. to get him. And so this old man saw the car coming towards kids and everything, <clears> and like, Pushed all the kids out of the way, saved everybody. It was he was a hero, and um, in, it, if someone said this was a movie, you'd say this is a, too unbelievable. It turned out that when he was a teenager, he on Halloween hit and killed like oh. a trick or treater. Oh my god, I have goosebumps! In a hit and run, never came forward or confessed, and. The cops came and were like, hey, we, someone said you were out that night. Oh and there, he was like, nope, not me. And he never said anything his whole life until a few years ago when the statute of limitations was up. And then he turned himself in and was like, hey, I did this. But they couldn't arrest oh him. Oh, my God. This is... <laughs> right? I'm my... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What I have goosebumps like crazy. This? That is the universe giving him a second lease on. I want to know what... I got to know the whole story now. I want to know what led up to the hit and run. He had been drinking. Okay. He was a you know a kid. kid, but he he, he knew <sighs> that he hit something. He thought it might be a dog, but I mean, come on, it's Halloween night. Oh my god! And the kid went flying. You know how that Did he, goes. He died. Did oh he die? yeah. Oh shit. And so they, you know, he couldn't. They didn't have enough evidence to mm-hmm. arrest him. But then, what are the odds, though, that then 50 years later, or whatever it is... Gets to save... A, co- a kid from a car. A kid from a car. Weird, oh, right? my God. Like, that kind of stuff is just creep... It creeps me out. It's... It, that is, like... You what is... Like, yeah, because what are the statistical odds of that being... I mean, beyond... Beyond, right? Beyond. Beyond, beyond. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And like, do you feel glad that he was able to redeem himself or do you feel like, oh great, now he's a hero? No, I think that 
it doesn't matter what the public thinks. Mm -hmm. It matters what this guy feels in his heart. Yeah, he said he always did feel bad about it. So I think that this will do something to ease that, like, I don't know. Because no, I, I think in that situation, he's punished. He's probably punished himself mm-hmm. a lot. Well, let's hope so. Because what if that was your kid <sighs> on, on uh, Halloween? No you know justice, what I mean? right. Great. <gasps> oh, my God. The saddest thing happened this oh, weekend. Oh, I know. I know. Did you see? Yes. Bode Miller. Yeah. In your neighborhood. My, Mike Landon knows him. They play tennis together. I'm so sad about it. Like, but I thought... People this are like, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. Bode Miller was at, yeah. uh, I think it was like a little party in mm-hmm. the neighborhood, and his daughter drowned. Mm-hmm. She was 19 months old. Mm-hmm. But you think like, He's that like could neighbor. happen to anybody. anybody. Anybody that's been to a cookout or barbecue or we anything. We have pool parties all the time. And I always say to you, like, you're yeah, out. I you can't worried? come it's because like it's a death, a death trap. trap. Yeah. Because when there's a pool involved and there's a lot of people... Mm-hmm. You lose track of people. Yeah. Oh my God. I couldn't imagine. And it broke my heart. And I just landed like can't get over it. And I can only imagine. What do you like? What do you think when you think like how would a parent ever deal with that? I don't know. Well, and Landon were saying like you, you would never be able to look at a pool or enjoy a pool or go to. It would always be how your baby died. Right. Well, I thought that that was their only child. I knew the mom was pregnant now, but that was. They're about to have their fifth. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are family people. Mm-hmm. And I mean. And that stress. Mm-hmm. When you, oh my God. It's oh, too much to bear, really. It's too much. And you know, kids all over the world die every yeah. day. And I can't let my mind go there. Right. Me too. Oh, Because God. it's just too much to think about. I mean, and oh God, this book I'm reading right now, it, the whole book, our book club book is centered around the, uh, Crimes Against Children unit. And oh my like it's God. all their stories. So that's like when I'm going home in the car listening to. Jeez, it's too I'm much. Like, it's too much. Maybe I do need to listen to some freaking Maroon 5. <laughs> well, I read, and this book is very disturbing too, but it is Redemptive, which is Oprah's book club book this mm, month. I heard it was really good. The Sun Does Shine by um, Anthony Ray Hinton. He was on death row for 30 years God. before he was. Um, released because he was friggin' innocent. And after all those years, he was fighting all those years to get like Mm -hmm. an appeal or Mm -hmm. whatever, denied, denied, denied. And then the Supreme Court had to rule that his constitutional rights had been violated during the first trial. And that's the only reason that he got off death row. But his description of death row and his oh that's got to be interesting and he's am- amongst oh, many of the people on death row with him were truly what we would call monsters yeah. child rapists child oh, murderers and uh, used to be around them yeah but he was talking about how everybody's the same like those quote unquote monsters mm-hmm. usually are either mentally ill yeah. or um victims yeah, they're part of a cycle mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. abuse mm-hmm. where they were taught or neglected or whatever. Not that that excuses it, right, but right. you have to contextualize it because we have a problem. Our prison system mm-hmm. is not, it's set up so that rich people and rich white people, especially, mm-hmm. are more important than 
everyone else. Mm -hmm. And that's not really what it's supposed to be. Mm. So you, you, it's not a long book. I really recommend it if you want to learn more about what is that like to be on death row, especially if you didn't do it. Not only that, but he had an alibi. He was at work. He had to clock in with a security guard. He had never done a violent crime in his whole life. Like he had witnesses. He had, Everything said he didn't do it, but they're like, too bad. We need somebody. Oh, my God. That makes me sick. Anyway, the book is fantastic, so people mm, should read well, it. Because at least there's that. a sense of like... And that's our book club pick this month, right? It's not. It's not. Oh, no. it's just a for fun one. Yeah, I wrote on our in their Brain Candy Book Club uh, Facebook page. I was like, hey, guys, can you get this too, though? Because it's great, and I want to talk wow, about it. cool. Like, I want to have a bonus meeting or yeah, something. Maybe it'll be next month's pick. Yeah. Um, you should join our book club. It's super fun. It's super fun. Uh, you can join on patreon.com slash brain candy or our website. Okay. Let me check that off. Um, okay. Now what do I want to talk about? Hold on. Did I mention, by the way, about the book club that you get 10% off our merch? Ooh. Everything in the candy store. Deal. And uh, that's a pretty good deal. And sometimes we run specials where you can get even more off that. And when we ship our stuff, guess how it comes? Stamps.com. Why? Because we're no fools. A duh. We don't want to leave our office, our house. <laughs> Why would we do that? It's magical over here. And so we print out the postage right here, slap it on the package. I send all the pins that you guys win during our trivia events. And it's convenient. It's easy, reliable. It brings all the amazing services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your fingertips. You can buy and print the postage for any letter, package, or class of mail right here at your own computer printer. makes it super easy. They'll send you a scale so that it calculates your exact postage. You'll never overpay. We use it because it's so easy. And right now, you too can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale. Sarah's obsessed with that scale. I know. I love weighing things. She just weighs stuff she's not even sending. I'm like, oh, cool. Four ounces. <laughs> Go to Stamps.com and click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Brain Candy. That's Stamps.com and enter Brain Candy. Okay. I One of our brainiacs listens to Dak Shepard's armchair expert. Oh, yeah, it's real cute. I only listened to one episode, but oh dang. <laughs> I they she recommended that I listen to the one from a few weeks ago where they had an actual expert on um who was a child psychologist. Oh. And I thought wonder why she's telling me to listen to this. Do I sound like someone who oh, needs a psychologist? And the answer is yes. Um, and it was so great. First of all, you have to listen because I, oh, I, I want to get your insight on it. What was the reason why he, like, what was, what was their subject matter? Mm. Like, specific child? She was or? promoting her book, and I wish I could remember her name, but she's super cool because she was, like, irreverent, but mm. also very knowledgeable. Love that. That's, like, right up our alley. Right up our alley. And I wanted to go over some of the things that she said that resonated with me and mm-hmm. get your feedback. Yes. Oh, this is so fun. <clears throat> so, she, of course, talked about sort of the history of parenting and how it's mm-hmm. changed so much. Totally. As soon as we took minors out of the workforce. <laughs> oh, minors. I never thought about that. Because then kids were not and useful. Fucking... And now we have to actually put them on a pedis- pedestal and like treat them like they're magical and special because 
they're basically useless because they can't work that, anymore. I, she didn't say that, but that is so that interesting. That is like really the hit. Like I was listening to an NPR thing on it, but. Okay. Yeah. She was talking about how. They're not useless. We love them. I know moms are going to be like. They're <laughs> um, And she was saying how, of course, and since Dax is a dad, just how dads are so much more involved now mm-hmm. and it's a weird thing and how. Obviously, let's say the 50s and 60s, dads were just working and they had their own lives and they knew nothing about their kids. They didn't know what grade they were in. They knew nothing. And then like in the <laughs> They a- didn't know what grade they, they were. They really didn't yeah, said I'm for that. real. Like they were like, <laughs> maybe uh, I think six. they're like five, seven years old, something like that. And then the in little like <laughs> the 70s, 80s, and even the 90s, like when women were working, um, even still like it was the sense of like, She's still the primary caregiver. Yeah, yeah. And now there's this thing where it's kind of, maybe not in all households, mm-hmm. but in more progressive households, it is freaking 50-50. And nobody's calling it babysitting anymore. Yeah. Well, where's your, I mean, people still say to me, like, that where's your husband? Crazy. Like, if I go to a meeting, who, who has your, um, who has your kids? Their dad? Yeah. Like, what are you asking The other me? half of the, the thing I mean, that brought him into the world? We still have a long way to go, but there is, at least yeah. in my family, yeah. this is half-seas, half-seas yeah. over here yeah. <laughs> we're dealing with. Yeah, I have a feeling it'll be like that in my house, too. Landon's, like, pretty proud of being able to be like, I did this, it I did that. It won't be oh. the default way. Yeah. You'll have to fight for it. Yeah. Because they, for them to do anything, everyone's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if Adam goes and takes... Lincoln yeah, to but Starbucks. Landon loves the praise, so it'll be great. It'll be encouragement to do it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but it's like, they're like, oh my God, like it's a freaking novelty act <laughs> walking into Starbucks. Like, what? oh, look at the cute dad and his kid. That's right. Okay. Some of the things about kids though was we praise kids so much mm-hmm. that they actually are afraid to try new things now because they don't want to fail. And didn't we talk about the best thing you could do is teach your kids to fail and how like show them how you failed and then keep going totally. back and try it? That's Science like, shows on. us that failure yes. is an important totally. life lesson and thing that everyone should go through. Mm-hmm. It is character building. Totally. And that kids are panicked at the idea that they might be bad at something because they're so used to everyone being like, oh, you're amazing. You know, I feel a little bit like that too. Right. Because my mom kind of did that to me. But also because you're really competent. You're very good at a lot of things. So I That's could why see... I fucking hate tennis. <laughs> I hate that stupid sport. What do you hate about that? That I suck at it. What do you like? Not tennis. No, I mean, what? wow. Do you perform oh. on the court? Oh, I see. I thought you said, what do you like? And I was like, well, anything Everything. but. <laughs> so like, Give you me go a treadmill. out there and what happens? Oh, I just, I um, feel like I don't look cool. Like there's, I don't have the form yet to be like Serena Williams out there. So I just feel like my limbs are going not in. Not graceful. Diff- no, not graceful. And it's not a natural swing. My instinct is to swing like a baseball bat and every ball goes over the stupid net. And I'm like, I fucking hate this game. And I'm, I'm like Adam Sandler outfits. and I throw like tennis racket is this close to getting thrown into the sand. Happy or, Gilmore. And, yeah. Happy Gilmore, like chucked into the, the freaking stands. So I'm like, God, this I have this to see. Is so dumb. And then like everybody at the club is like, oh, but you know what? You just need a few lessons. I was like, no, they're miserable. I hate them. Wow. So, but the weird thing is she talked about how like, even though we are constantly praising them, there's this weird dynamic where we're like 
hard on them too. Like we're always we demand pissed a, off. A demand a lot, maybe. It, but what? we're softer with our pets than we are with <gasps> totally. our kids. I believe that. Yeah, I'm like. I was even thinking about like my patience with the dog and like the them, you know, hopping in bed in the morning and things like that. And I bet it would be adorable with a kid, but you know. Yeah, but you're more tolerant of it because it's like this is big dumb animal. Y- yeah, kind of. I don't know. I don't have kids, so maybe it would change. One of the things that I really liked Mm -hmm. was that she was talking about a different psychologist in the study that she had done where she was exploring the joys of wayfinding and how kids have been revoked of this joy because of overprotection Mm -hmm. and our fears that are not based on reality about abductions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how, because the news talks about something, then it's like that book hype that I talked about where we have this false sense of what is actually at risk. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like pools are far scarier than your child getting abducted from your neighborhood. And it said that the, the study, I think, was called The Antiphobic Effects of Thrilling Experience and how you should expose uh-huh. your kids to the following things. Ooh. Heights. Yes. Fire. Okay. Dangerous tools. Yeah. Aggression, both emotional and physical. Not abuse. Right. But aggression. Oh, that's I agree with that one because parents who hide their fights in away from the kids the kids do not know how to handle conflict after yeah. that and resolution you have to f- fight in front of the kids but also make up in front of the kids yeah that's just, the be, tr- normal. just be like you're like you know obviously things that are age appropriate and blah 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 don't fight like well adam and i aren't discuss fighters it with them. and so he, here's what what might happen in the car where i'll be like adam i, I don't know i don't really that makes me upset that you're doing that and Lincoln will go, stop arguing. I'm like, you are such an idiot. Do you know like stop what it was arguing. like right. growing up in a house where people actually argued? And there were objects being thrown. I'm like, I should put on some reality TV for this kid because he clearly does not know what arguing looks Send like. Send him to the Patterson house for a little while. Oh, yeah. You guys are the Bickersons. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll whip him into shape. He'll be, yeah. Be like, but I mean, I know every family's different. And they so. hate each other. <laughs> And then it also talked about, um, like, these parents, she calls them brag planers, where, like, Hmm. they'll be like, oh, my daughter is constantly studying, and then she made this amazing scientific experiment, and she's probably going to end up going to Harvard, and it's going to be so hard, where they're (laughs) bragging, but they're complaining about it. Uh, and how grotesque that is of a trait. You know what? I've seen it in parents bragging about their kids' schedules. Oh, totally. Where it's like... We're so busy. We're so busy. We've got like, the you know, tennis, and now she's playing in the, you know, pro or like whatever league, so you know that's more da-da-da. It's more with the schedule True. is how I see it. Oh, or we're so it. exhausted. Uh-huh, and yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then one thing that... Because my kid's about at the age where this could be a problem... She talked about how little boys especially, they'll, their parents will come in and be like, he has AD, we want to test him for ADD mm-hmm. or he's like not doing this or that. And she'll say, how often do you go into the bathroom and find his old poop in the toilet that he didn't flush? And they're always like, a lot. And they're like, yeah, you've babied him and you've created a kid who doesn't know how to handle life. And this is like a good litmus test test. because sometimes that happens and I'll be like, 
Lincoln this get kid back thinks, in here. Yeah, this kid thinks I'm going to put flush his poop. That's a really good base. Damn, she's good. Yeah. That's a really good basic one, too. Because you would think, like, how does that connect with, like, bad behavior? But it's like it's a kid who doesn't through. know how to live a life right. on his own. He thinks you're there to make And there's, like, needs. no autonomy and, like, being able to, like, make your own decisions and make yeah. your own. Which leads to a whole bunch of problems later in adulthood when you feel like you can't make your own decisions or you don't have a voice or you don't. I mean. Yeah. Because I see this later. I thought that was a good conversation. Woo, this is so, so fun. If you want to hear more, I mean, it's yes. an hour and a half interview. It's really good. And it just encourages... Uh, she also talked about this thing, which I noticed I am not a part of. Thankfully, I was always like... When she said something I don't do, I was like, okay. Don't think that. <laughs> which is where you either think your kid is exceptional, like mm-hmm. a prodigy, mm-hmm. or you think they're uh, special needs. And like... Oh, there's like no in There's between. no... No one will just say what I always say, which is my kid is mediocre in, medi- in every way. Nor- just normal. Yeah. N- and how normal's fine. Oh, God. I pray for normal. Right. Isn't normal nice? Mm-hmm. Why do they have to be like yo-yo ma or... Because I, it, they're like put on... We romanticize the whole thing. Right. From and when, day one. And then when we they struggle, it's also romanticized yeah. where it's uh-huh. like panic. Same with... From, from day one. From the birth story to the, the whole You really thing. are right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we've talked about this before, but let's talk about gender reveal again because <laughs> mm-hmm, 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 i know mm-hmm. that it's a hot topic um before i do that though i want to talk about how how <laughs> how white your teeth are oh thank you my friend terry was over here the other day and she was she beelined for my bathroom to see in the flesh mm-hmm. the quip toothbrush that we've been squawking about the green one attached to the mirror yeah she was like is this th- is this it because she had texted me and said, do I need to buy a quip toothbrush? Because she heard our ad yeah. and wanted to know if I really liked it. I found mine in Landon's travel bag. No. Do you think he took it to tr- like with him? Or did do I? you? Well, kind of, because like I don't think I put it in there. But then I'm like, is he borrowing my toothbrush? I can get you your own. <laughs> That's crazy. Just ask. Is this revenge for me stealing your razor? I can't you didn't buy him one yet. Well, I should. Okay, I will. Just tell yeah, me how. Yeah, you should. Just, okay. So Quip is an electric toothbrush, but it's a fraction of the cost of the bulkier brushes that people usually had. It has the perfect amount of vibrations to help you clean your teeth. And then there's a built-in timer that pulses when you're supposed to switch to a different area of your teeth, which is so helpful. And then, you know, it's two minutes. Guiding pulses remind you when to switch sides. And then the subscription, they send you uh, a new head when you're supposed to be replacing it. And also new toothpaste, which they also share is like, we're using way too much. Way too much. They even give you a little picture. They're like, this is what a pea looks like. Yeah. This is the size you should use. Which I didn't know. Everybody loves it. It's on Oprah's O list. I always say that. Um, And Quip starts at just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash brain candy right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with Quip electric toothbrush. It's a first refill pack free at getquip.com slash brain candy spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash brain candy. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, th- I read this article by a woman whose son is a youngster. I think he's about five. And he likes to wear dresses. Oh, and I like that. He 
you know, goes to school every day in a dress pretty much. And, you know, some people make comments and stuff, but it's like really kind of no big deal. And they're not calling this child trans or anything because it might not be. Right. It might be uh, what some people would call gender dysphoria or even just like... Trying things out. Yeah, kind of like stresses. And he might grow out of it or not. So she was talking about how whenever you... Pardon me. Look at the way we celebrate gender reveals Mm -hmm. with the sort of blue and pink Mm -hmm. explosions and that the way that gender is so ingrained at such a young age. And I know we've talked about this before, but I think because it's such a huge part of our culture, it it's warrants talking about more. Yeah, I agree. When our friend Emily, the brainiac that was on Jeopardy, she came over and she was talking about how she worked for a big national company and she worked in the baby buying department. So she bought the clothes and stuff that you mm-hmm. see in this mm-hmm. big store that you've She's been like a to buyer. a million times. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, so are you the, like, were you buying these pink and blue? She's like, no, in fact, I introduced the black and white themed. Oh, cool. Which I really loved. Yes. And also that's adorable. Yeah. The grays. It's very in style. Super. That's like, yeah. Because she was saying like yellow and green are kind of like played out. Like we've Mm -hmm. tried that with the gender neutral. I even think navy. Who cares? Totally. Or pink for boys. Who cares? Yeah, and we've been trying to introduce new merch with this in mind, mm-hmm. and I hope we can do it soon because I really love the idea of like gender bending. Yeah, like kind of provocative, but like where like my son does, where mm-hmm. it's like he wears the brainiac leggings. Yeah, and he loves the color pink. Great, but in other ways, he's super very normally yeah, right. tr- masculine. I don't know. Because I just think it's an important. Combo. I've had to explain to a parent before, <clears throat> a friend that the color of their children's shoes does not determine their sexuality. Come, How is this even having to be said? And I'm like, y- y- we do know this, that it's okay if, like, and, you know, a color is just trendy or it's just fun or the kid, you know, it's like, it doesn't matter. And it might even be like rebellion, which is kind of yes, cool too. Totally, that's what I think it is. More, than, I was going to say like, like harmless shock, re- like a, rebellion, yes. which it's I think like, is nice. Oh, you know, um, <clears throat> yeah, everybody needs to just chill out on that stuff. I read an article about changing the subject. How no one answers their phone anymore. Yeah, because nobody answers their phone. Anymore. <laughs> it was in the Atlantic, and. Um, I think that was the title, like why no one answers their phone anymore. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. It was really fun because, you know, it plays upon the nostalgia thing. Like only 90 kids will, 90s kids will understand. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, when I grew up, which I'm sure was a little bit different than you, but when I grew up, we had the phone on the wall with mm-hmm. the cord mm-hmm. and then maybe got a cordless eventually mm-hmm. and then got a cell phone, whatever. And how, when that phone was on the wall and it would ring and there was no answering machine or anything. You answered the phone. Not only would you answer, but it would be a race. Exactly. To who would answer the phone because you want, I, I remember elbowing my brothers out of the way to be like, I'll get it. And then, because if it's your friend, you don't want anybody else to answer that phone. And then like making sure there's nobody on the other line. <laughs> yeah. If you had multiple phones in yeah, your house, they like could kind siblings of Siblings who were like in. real nosy. Yeah. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and how... Why, why do you, what's your theory on like that impulse when the phone would ring and we would all jump up Mm -hmm. and we'd, it wasn't like you would think, 
should we answer? There was it absolutely mandatory to answer why I, that changed. Uh, I think it's the urgency or whatever the information was going to be because making a phone call used to be a little more involved. You know, you'd have to be at the right location. You have to assume that the other person's going to be in the place you're calling. And then... And it, depending on where they were calling from, it could be quite expensive even in your totally, own city. Totally. And so, and then like, so anybody who chose to make a phone call, you knew that the information was going to be important. I feel like it's become so easy to make phone calls now that we're like, oh, well, you know, if it's important, they'll text me they'll do something that's more immediate. So it's like, oh, what are they going to do? Call to chat? Like, yeah. you know, unless they call three times in a row, then for going to say, answer your phone because <laughs> somebody's in Yeah, trouble. it's an emergency. Well, it was also talking about something we've all experienced, and I know you have this happen all the time. What? 90% of the things that come oh, through your phone now are bullshit. spam. Yes, they, they are. They are solicitors. And it's, I didn't even get it. I don't even get it in English anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yours are in some Asian dialect. Yes, it's in like Mandarin, Cantonese. I, on a future episode, am going to play something for you. I got a phone call the other day that said it was from Greece. Okay. country. And so I thought, this is either going to be ridiculous or <laughs> it's going to be like really interesting. Yeah, we'll record this. <laughs> so I said, uh, hello. And he said, Grandma? Oh, my God. Go and on. I was like... Oh, I think you have the wrong number. And he was like, Grandma, Grandma, you probably don't recognize me because I was in a fight and he had this whole story. And I was like fumbling to get my phone connected to our recorder so that I could record this. And I did. Oh, this is the biggest (laughs) cliffhanger like ever. This is like a to be continued on the challenge where you're like, what the fuck? I have to wait till next. It's amazing, week. dude. I can't wait. And I was like, okay, and oh my I want to keep oh God, him on the wait. phone because yes. I wanted it to carry on. Like, oh my gosh, You're and like a nine one one operator. <laughs> we, we had to keep him on the line because it was obvious to me at a, very early on that this was a scam. Yes, but I thought, what is it, he probably because to get? of your young age? <laughs> I would have been like, oh, oh, this is definitely baloney. Has yeah. he seen this rack? Because at one point he asked me, like, if I could remember his name. Or, like, why haven't you called me by my name? And I'm like, why haven't you called me by mine? You know, like, I was going on and on. And I was like, you know I've been sick. Anyway, it was great. God, this is so good. Well, now I know what I want to do with that. Well, I did look it up, and it's a common scam where they're trying to get money. Mm. But... Anyway, Landon keeps getting it from the IRS, the fake IRS people who say you owe this much money. And then Landon tries to like catch them and they get so angry and then hang up the phone. Yeah. They get mad Uh when you're on to them, but I I can see how that works if someone weren't informed about how or anything. Yeah. Or even like you're a little older, you're like a vulnerable population. Oh yeah. Come on. Yeah, they yeah. called my Even nanny. grandma. Like, if they called my grandma screaming that, she'd be like, Jordan, Lucas, I'm here for you. For sure. You know? And so since 90% of our phone calls now are that, yeah. yeah, it's like, whatever. But you know what is great for older people, though, hmm. is Legacy Box. Oh, my gosh. It's so perfect. It's great for young people, too. But the reason why I say older oh, people... I got it. I got, I, I got it. <laughs> She's excited. I have all the videos from my, not my childhood, my mother's Thank Christ. childhood. And she is the same. 
I have video in black and white. Also, we're a horse family. Didn't know that. What does that mean? Like, everybody was riding horses, and they had horses. Wow. I was like, it's in my blood. (laughs) It was so special to see videos that I didn't even know could be put on, and they're all on, like, a a little flash drive, and, like, all access, like, you know, I got them on, like, a disc or whatever it is. That is really special. Yeah, it's amazing, Suze. That's what I'm saying. Legacy Box provides a service where they will digitize all of your family's videotapes, film reels, photos that are collecting dust. It's like, or like your wedding, my wedding video is on a tape, was on a tape until yeah. Legacy Box. And I wasn't married that long Right. Ago. I was like, we weren't just married. I know. It, but uh, things happen so right. fast yes, now. Yes, totally. And so it's really special and it allows you to have them and they are then safe and you don't have to worry. And now I bought one for my mom. I can't wait to have her stuff oh, done, just like you said. Yeah. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your old home movies, film reels, and photos. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering our listeners a huge exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash BrainCandy to get 40% off your first order. With this exclusive deal, Legacy Box starts at just 45 bucks, or save up to $200 on the Legacy Box kit, the large one. Go to LegacyBox.com slash BrainCandy and save 40% today. And start with just a few tapes or digitize your entire collection. Visit LegacyBox.com slash BrainCandy and enter our code BrainCandy and save 40% off your Legacy Box today. Get started preserving your past. Mm. It's nice. And I got to see, like, what ski runs looked like in, like, the 1960s. I'm really into that. Where it was, like, you hold on to the little T-bar and it pulls you up. Like, yeah. It's really cool. I'm like, oh, my God, this looks like... I really love old footage. It's like all kind of like yellowy and like gray. It's so cool. It looks old and I love it. And when I go back to Pittsburgh, I'm going, you know, for my next visit, I'm going to take some of my mom's old pictures from that 60s era Mm -hmm. so that I can frame them because my house is that era. Yes, totally. I think they will look so cool of like the house I grew up in. Absolutely. Oh my God, that's really cool, Suze. Um, Anyway... One of the things, by the way, about the telephone thing was they said that Alexander Graham Bell wanted people to say, ahoy oi, when answering. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to start that. Let's bring that back. Ahoy oi, why? I don't know. And AT&T said that saying hello was rude. They tried to get people to stop that. At that time, I guess it was like too abrupt or something. I I was raised to not answer hello, that hello is rude. What did you say? Like this is Rice Residence. This is Sarah. Oh my God! So it was formal like yeah, we had to like announce that totally. Yeah, Rice Residence is. Is this bringing you back? Yeah, I yeah. like I, as I'm saying that. I'm like, oh my God! I used to say that all the time. Here's what's fascinating, Rice Sarah, and I would say it like real fast, and then people always, always confuse me and Lucas. <laughs> it's funny how your voices can be similar, yeah. even if you're. And then not I the same saw him the other day, and I'm like, damn, we even look exactly like. Obviously. Like, oh my God, we are like twins. It's weird though that let's say you said. Rice residence, Sarah speaking or whatever, mm-hmm. for how many years? Let's say. 20. Okay, 20 years. You Maybe have less than no that. 15, idea 15 years. What the, when the last time you said that was? No idea. But like when you said it, there was no way to know that you'd never say it again. <gasps> like that stuff freaks me out. Wow, you're right. When was the last time I said that? Right. Oh. And then something happened, you moved away or whatever, and that ended. And then you never said it I'm again trying until to today. Back, I'm trying to think back to the like when we lost the phone. When the phone... Oh, the landline? Uh-huh. When the landline went... Hmm. 
Yeah, we always kept one around for the fax machine. <laughs> But what then, was going on at your house? Yeah. Are you like a paralegal? <laughs> <laughs> You'd think. Well, I don't know. That stuff freaks me out about time. I'm getting all like, I feel yeah. like I'm getting old and so mm. I'm looking at life different. Well, you look fabulous and so. <laughs> it's so it's fine. It's fine. Landline or no landline? Um, I don't know. I just think that like, I always thought I wouldn't be a part of like, that thing where you're like, when when I was young. Oh my gosh, I'm there. And you know how when you know that you're there when you see somebody driving in the car next to you, and you're like, oh, you definitely shouldn't be behind the wheel. You are way too young to drive. Too young. Yeah. Oh. And it's like a child. Interesting. And or you like say the word like, oh, those kids. It does feel like wow. I can't believe I was driving when I was sixteen. Oh, and when I was, I wasn't even sixteen. I remember okay. my mom sending me to go pick up my brother from football practice, and I was definitely 15 years old and not, I know I did not have, I bought a car, had a car before I got a driver's license. That's weird. You are a very weird person. Because I was like, well, my, nobody's stopping. I mean, what are they going to do? Nobody's There's no stopping. rule that says you can't buy a car. You have to be, you know. Maybe your mom, though, was doing what that psychologist she was. was She gave me a lot of freedom. Freedom. And it gave, made me not scared to go adventure and try new things. And I moved to different countries. Like, yeah, and you, you know don't what? Have and remember how, And she always, like, remember when we were telling the story about how I was lost in Venice? Yeah. And, and my mom was always like, make sure you're telling that right. Make sure you're telling it. Like, th- that taught you a lot of lessons. So I think she was kind of teaching us in a safe way these sort of things. And I became very resourceful. Yeah. And, but then why do you have that fear of fire? Oh, because my house burnt down. Not, not my house. The house next door to me burnt down. Yeah, like so if there's too much exposure to something, then... Then it triggered. Yeah, too much. And then my brothers would set fires in my house all the time. The stove caught on fire before. Like, well, like twice they set things on fire. And then another time I just had to call the fire department because he wouldn't get off the roof. Right. So. Yeah. But there, I called the fire department too much. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And then my mom used to utilize the fire department because she was a single mom yeah. who at one point was like, she's a tiny lady and her kids are not tiny. Uh-huh. And she would just be like, I don't know what to do with you. I'm just going to take you to the fire department. <laughs> she take would, them? She would just take us to the police station, to the fire station and be like, explain what we did and have like the fire station dish out like a lecture. I swear to God. Either to our neighbor's house or to like... No wonder you have a fear of authority. Oh my God. That probably is like that You said you were going to get arrested. Oh my God. I just put that together. She used to drag us to the police station and the police officers and she'd be like, well, I'm going to call the cops. Fine. You want to do that? We're calling the cops. That's insane. And she... Because like, okay, my little brother was like... I mean, sometimes we were out of control, but... Yeah, that's a that's extreme. Yeah, so okay, that that she yeah. kind of had extremes. Like totally. one, it was like total freedom, and the other one was like, "You're going to jail." <laughs> You're going to, and yeah, maybe we needed to work on that balance. Yeah, so, but you know, single mom doing the best you can. You know what? That's the thing is, parenting is a weird, oh. weird world. Yep, and there and were not, not podcasts with right. psychologists and child psychiatrists who were uh, right. you know, dishing out the advice. It was more like trial and error. I think. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm really excited about the Mr. Rogers documentary that's coming oh my out. Gosh, yes. Um, would you be my neighbor? Um, uh, is it a documentary or a yeah. film? Both. There's a documentary coming out like next week. Yeah. And then there's the a one film with, with Tom Hanks that's yeah. going to be like next year or something. I heard that was just released. A small 
in or was that the documentary? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay, and like separate than the one with Tom Hanks. His he gave advice on how to talk to a kid. And there's an article that like gives you step by step on how to like introduce information and how to do it with clarity and um, using words they understand, but also like not inducing fear yeah. or whatever. And I mean, he was a master. Oh, amazing, at that. amazing! But God, we, I love we can, Mr. Rogers. We can like strive. He's like the gold standard. I can't but. wait to watch that documentary and then do like a whole podcast episode on like. Remember when we were just unpacking Mr. Rogers as we were walking to and from PBS? Yes, because he filmed at WQED in Pittsburgh where I worked, and like his set was still there. And Susie took me there, and I got to see Big Bird and everything. Yeah, it was magical. When I worked there, his whole neighborhood of make believe was still oh. there, and um, now it's in different museums and stuff. So that's great. But I felt so honored mm-hmm. to. I filmed on the same set, and his crew was still there. The guys that mm-hmm. put his mic on, put my mic on, and I was like, "This is so rad." That's really cool. And in Pittsburgh, he is like a god. Yeah. Like the most most crude loser will be like bowing at yeah. Fred. Don't you say anything bad about yeah. Mr. Rogers? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I like that about him. That yeah. like everyone agrees he's awesome. Yeah, and you don't say shit about him. Right. That's why Tom Hanks, anybody related to Tom Hanks is a perfect person to play him because I feel the same way about Tom Totally. And he's a little more irreverent, which, you know, it's fine because he wasn't a child. I like when Twitter comes out with like, this just in, like, Tom Hanks, still awesome. (laughs) Not dead. They do it with him and and Jeff Goldblum. Oh, no, Jeff Goldblum's trending. Is this like a Me Too thing? Oh, no, he just got a really cool sweater. amazing. Yeah. He yeah. just came out with a new photo shoot, and he looks great. <laughs> yeah. For the most part, I will say, the people that have been, like, accused and mm-hmm. gone down with me, too, have not been surprises. Right. So no, like, I'm thankful oh, for really that. that guy? Yeah, yeah. Like, there have been a few where you're like, oh, I didn't know he was a pervert, but yeah. nobody that you revered. Right, right. Which they're was very like, disappointing. Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's all for now. That's it. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.